0: you you are about to witness an epic experience of music wisdom and insights flowing through your brain in four three two one life wisdom radio and the geneji learning center online wisdom campus is proud to support this radio program. And now, broadcasting live from a vault containing a secret ancient wisdom library hidden in the tunnels below the Las Vegas Strip, it's the Howling Papa Pooch Radio Program, howling and growling on air. <laughs>
1: It is great to be here with you. I'm going to welcome everybody here in our studio that's live with us now, you out there who's listening, whether you're driving, sitting somewhere comfy, got your feet up, drinking your chamomile tea, your kombucha, whatever it is, it's great to have you here. I'd like to focus tonight on the old saying that we are spiritual beings having a human existence and how, through the mind and body, it allows us a gateway into not only having an amazing journey through life, but to do so with greater understanding, clarity, and controllability. The lack of understanding for this has been probably one of the leading causes for despair and frustration. I mean, we've had these feelings, everyone has had these. And the cure to this, for lack of a better word, is how to resolve them from a different state of mind, a different understanding of what created it. And with that, we're gonna share with you tonight Uh, whether it's you or a loved one or a friend, how to find your way back to the amazing person that you are. So don't go anywhere. And for those of you listening to our live show, we have a special music treat for you this week. And we'll be back right after this.
0: You're listening to Howlin' with Papa Pooch radio program. When I find myself in times of trouble, Mother Mary comes to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And in my hour of darkness, she is standing right in front of me,
1: speaking words of wisdom, let it be. I remember listening, of course, I don't want to date myself too much, but... (laughs) I remember when that song came out, (laughs) you know, I I've learned a lot of things in my life and there's still so many more experiences, so many more understandings, but I think if you and I, you there with, with your wonderful being, who you truly are, your unbelievable opportunities, the, the infinite number of possibilities in ways that we could think, we could feel, we could be. It's, it's as if we're not really sure where to go sometimes. We're not sure who to listen to sometimes. And so what I'm gonna ask of you tonight is no matter what is said here, I want you to put that through the filter of your own inner wisdom. And that inner wisdom is quite different then whether I believe it's true or not And and it's sort of what this first segment tonight's about It's understanding our two desires Now when I first understood this It blew my mind And so listen closely It's like this We each If it is true And I'm willing to use the word if Just for conversation purposes I've had my experiences I know this is true that we are a spiritual being having a human experience, which means that there are two different sets of desires, one could say. Two different experiences here. The first being that my body needs liquid. My body wants to reproduce. My body enjoys certain temperature ranges. There's desires for this. There's a natural desire for food a natural desire for shelter, a natural desire to be with other people. We are social beings. There's the natural desires for the mind to want to learn, to create associations, to look for patterns. And then it's the other side of the coin, so to speak, that spiritual side, the one that goes not for meaning of why is it 10 o'clock and how did we come up with that? Or why did someone do something? But it's a different kind of meaning. It's a different kind of desire. There's a knowingness, an inner stillness, a drive to nothingness, one could say, to where true, I guess you could use the word perfection is, that which has no thought, no belief, there can't be lack because you are whole. And it's these two desires, one for spiritual awakenness and connectiveness, knowing that there is one, one universe, one consciousness, one, and that we are like a drop of water in an ocean and that what's in the ocean is the same in the drop. And it's that second desire that we mistake For being the first If I could only have a better job You know it's amazing That when, when Ford Asked individuals when he was First making his car He asked what did people want And they said they wanted a faster horse They couldn't fathom The idea of an automobile And that's what happens With us during this human experience The one desire The mind cannot Fathom has no ability to fathom the desires of that spiritual being. We can know the words, but we won't have the experience. We can't use mind or thought to have the experience that's beyond mind or thought. It may be a gateway for understanding, but the direct experience must be beyond it, must transcend this mind and body. And I'd love to hear from you. What is your experience with you? You see that there is this two desires. One for enlightenment, freedom. The other for the binding. I want to know why. I want to have a a habit. So I know where my car keys are all the time. I want to know how to get to the grocery store. I want rules and regulations and and I, and I want to know how things work. But the things that we're going to work on that other desire side come and go. And yet that other desire, spiritual in nature, doesn't come and go. It's not relative. It's absolute. It's amazing to understand that that our interconnectedness, the Who we truly are is experienced only through that desire of the spiritual nature. Our ego, one could say, is of the other. My thoughts, my likes, my wants, my needs, my desires. And so if we were to really get quiet and get a deeper understanding, it might look something like this. Any false identity, which is, what is the ego? What is that first desire, you could say, of the mind and body? It's to create a persona, a personality. And what is that? It's a false identity. And any false identity must be imagined. And for the false identity to become a problem, it must be believed to be more real than the functions of the mind and body that created it. Now, let me say that again. I'll say it a little slower. It's so important. That in order for ego to be a problem, in order for any thought to be a problem, any emotion to be a problem, any belief system to be a problem, the individual having that experience must forget, literally forget, that the ability to have a thought, the ability to have an emotion comes first. The ability to imagine A false identity, an egoic identity, comes first. And if you forget that the function, the ability comes first, and you only think you are the creation, the thought, the belief, that's where suffering is. That's where all suffering is. It's where all emotional suffering is. When we believe that the creation is more real than that which created it. But how can it be? How can be, how can what doesn't even exist. Except by the belief that it does. Actually be a problem. Now remember the ego is made out of beliefs. So whatever you say you can't do. Based on that ego. That will be your reality. That's how we act. When we're under the influence of our own persona our own ideology, our own ideas. And how do we free ourselves of that? Well, after 80,000 students for over a decade, I've come to the realization you will never get rid of ego for one reason. It's part of the human experience. It's part of how the mind functions. The mind is going to take random information and it's going to constantly pop up in your mind. You go to the store, I got to get milk. You see someone, I owe me 10 bucks. And after a while, we start taking on identities. I'm a plumber, I'm this culture, I'm that religion, I'm this, I'm that. We start creating this identity out of it. There's nothing wrong with any of this, except when we forget that we created it, as opposed to the fact we're just experiencing it or applying it. But where do we go when we don't know how to get past ego, how to get past emotions? Well, that's where the second desire comes in. That's where the other side of this experience is. It's the ability to transcend mind and body. But just remember that the ego is a collection of beliefs and behaviors that that many people, I know I used to, identified as that's who who I am. It's the who we think we are, but it's just a thought and you have to believe it for it to be true for you. Ego is not a problem. Because its existence depends on the belief that it exists and that the attributes that make up the ego, all of the ideas and beliefs about how good or bad you are, how good or bad someone else is, or your education or memories, or how mean or depressed someone is, or maybe you, everything that can be thought of or believed to be real is made up of the ego. It's ideas, but the belief of the ego is no more real than the idea itself. It's like Santa believing the Easter Bunny's real. Let go of all these ideas and beliefs and see what's left. You want to understand the spiritual aspect of who you are? Let go of the human experience that you're experiencing this moment. Let go of thoughts. We're a thought-based creature. We don't have to be. We're emotion-based. We don't have to be. We're feeling-based. That's how we tend to live our lives, based on how do you think, how do you feel? You walk up to someone. Hey, how you doing today? How you feeling? Out of the million things, bazillion, is that a word, things that we could focus on, for some reason, we in our human experience have been taught to, to pay attention to nothing more than what are you thinking and how are you feeling? Yet there is a bazillion, I love that word, other things going on. There's the wind. It's the sound. It's the dog, the cat, the flowers, the person smiling, the person kissing, the sound, all the sensations. If you'd have been taught to pay attention to smell and taste as much as you've paid attention to your thoughts and emotions, what would that experience look like? If you'd have been taught to pay attention to your little toe in your shoe and constantly pay attention to that, that's about as outrageous out of all the other things that could be paid attention to as us being conditioned to pay attention primarily to thoughts and emotions when there's so much other things going on. So much more to life than just what this body is feeling and what this mind has been taught to think. So much more. But how do we let go of all of this? Well, It's where we put our attention. I mean, if you don't pay attention to your car outside, although it may still physically be there, it's not psychologically there. You don't pay attention to something that happened when you were eight, and instead you're at a concert having the time of your life, until someone reminds you, hey, remember what happened when you were eight? It's primarily us as a human species learning how to drive our own attention of our attention, to pay attention to what we're putting our attention on. Maybe an example of some of this would help. Think of a tree. Now, there's an actual physical tree, and then the ideas and beliefs about a tree. And if we don't know who we really are, like the actual tree, we will live by our thoughts and beliefs, by the names of maple, elm. It's got sap, it's got syrup, it's got squirrels. And it leaves, not big, small, young, old. We start living by the description. Well, what happened to the original tree? What does the tree think about itself? What does the authentic you think of you? I guarantee you, it doesn't have a thought. What is the authentic you feel about you? There's no real feeling. If there is, what would the feeling be? Well, you've heard the word authentic love, actual love, compassion. These are real feelings, real emotions. You can have that for physical objects as well. Some people love their car more than they love their spouse. I've worked with individuals that treated their doorman better than they treat their spouse. They come in and see their doorman and they say, hi, how are you? They go upstairs and they start yelling the minute the people come in the door. Why? We forget who we are. We focus in on the small experiences, losing touch of the large truth. Now, whether you believe that you're a spiritual being having a human existence, then what do you believe? Let's not even put spirituality into it. If you believe something and you can't prove it, isn't that the same as faith, hope, into something that may or may not be true? That is a spiritual principle. We live by these principles. We are designed to be creative, to imaginative. These are spiritual principles. It is amazing, after all these years, just how amazing this world really is. Now, I guarantee you there was a time in my life when I didn't think that. I was caught up in my limited beliefs. My ideas that I thought were so real, an identity that I would have to prove every day was real by what I bought, what I said, and how I acted. Maybe we just forgot who we really are. Maybe it's sort of like looking in the mirror, and after a while we pay attention to the reflection more than that which is making the reflection. Kind of amazing, ain't it? Once you let go of this personification, this identity, and listen, we need it. People call me by name. Otherwise, it's, hey, you and everyone would turn around. There's nothing wrong with these things. But I know it's a name. It's an address that people utilize to get my attention. But I know any belief I have might change based on new information. Any behavior I might have, any emotion or feeling I might have, might change based on circumstances. What a gift. What an amazing gift to not be so locked into a persona that you can't even adapt. To be so locked in that we might hold other people back or hold ourselves back because they want to grow. And my belief says, I need to stay right here in this comfort zone. It's time to to remember It's time to wake Back up We're going to be taking a break here in just a moment But I want you to realize That you'll never be able to use mind Metaphorically speaking To see what's beyond it Stop everything Stop it all What does that mean? Allow yourself The ability. The quiet, still moment. Even for a split second. You can afford to do that. It's not going to cost you anything. Beliefs will be waiting for you. Ego, likes, dislikes, suffering happens. All all of that will be there. But stop for a moment and discover that inner still space. An inner peace. It's the same as outer. There's really no boundaries when you really wake up to the truth of who you are. That words and mental images and feelings may never really convey. They can point to it. And it's this inner still spot that I like to call home. (laughs) And we'll be back right after this.
0: Call cool now. Cool now. Cool now. Call in now. 888-429-5471 to speak to Papa Pooch. Hello. 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 Phone lines are open. Call now. 888-429-5471. It's time to be free.
1: And we are back. It is so good to have you with us tonight. The second part of this amazing experience that I'd love to share with you tonight is I want to talk about the difference. Remember the first segment we talked about the two desires. In this segment, I want to talk about two things, and we call them feelings and emotions. Now, it's, it's kind of interesting in the English language that we treat the words, at least in this country for the most part, that feelings and emotions are one and the same. They're kind of interchangeable, but they're very distinct differences between feelings and emotions. It's kind of a big deal because understanding the difference between feelings and emotions really helps you change any unhealthy behavior, find greater happiness and peace in your life. It's kind of this fine line, but feelings and emotions are kind of the two sides of the same coin. They're interconnected, but very different. The secret to knowing who you are and living well on the having a human experience side is really knowing the difference between sustained feelings and temporary emotions. Now, if you would think about it maybe in this way, sort of a thought experiment, nothing you can ever experience in life, no matter how terrible, will ever be anything more than a bunch of thoughts plus a few physical sensations. Can you handle that?
0: I, and, and I don't want to
1: disregard any difficulty that anyone's ever had in their life. But regardless of the experience, it was still mind and body based. The human side, you could say, the physical experience side of the two equations between the spiritual being having a human experience and on the human experience side it's thoughts in the mind beliefs, ideas, thoughts, right and then sensations in the body on the spiritual side it's the conscious observation of it neutral, the observer and that's happening at every moment at every moment your mind is trying to make it into something and your body's trying to have a sensation or a feeling to match what the mind is thinking. And on the other side, you're observing, you're aware of it, you're conscious of it. Welcome to the most simplistic way of describing the human experience. But it's sometimes it's good to step back a little bit, maybe look at that 10,000 foot view and look down a little bit and go, you know, everything I'm going to feel, is really going to be experienced through the central nervous system of the body. It's going to be a physical experience. I'm hungry. I stubbed my toe. I'm horny. I like this. I like that. I don't like that. I'm happy. I'm sad. It's it's a sensation. It's a physical experience. And then what I think about it, what I believe about it. And if we can allow ourselves to understand that, then being able to clearly identify how we're feeling has really been shown to reduce the intensity of experience because it re-engages our rational mind. Learn to feel and embrace all of your emotions fully without labeling them and work on expressing them constructively. Remove the narrator in the head, sort of the you know, Discovery Channel, I'm narrating the show. This is what the lion's doing. This is what so-and-so said. This is what they did. This is what I responded. That narrator. We love narrating everything. We're storytellers. Slow that down as much as possible. Maybe just for a day. See, See what your experience is like. And focus on the actions that you believe will give you the results that serve you best. And if and when you want to change your emotions, there's really it's really quite easy to do when you learn how. You can safely do it within minutes. There's amazing wellness modalities that, that you can engage into through, through laughter, joy, empowerment. These things start a healthier experience. Emotions are really kind of the lower level response occurring in the brain. They originally helped our amazing human family to survive through quick reactions to threat and reward and everything in between in the environment that we lived in. It's part of our genes are encoded. They slightly vary between individuals, but not so much that makes a difference. It's even cross-species. You smile, your dog will wag a tail. You smile, someone else walking by. Most of the time, we'll smile. It takes our brains about a quarter second to identify whatever the trigger might be from happiness or joy or fear or anxiety, and then about another quarter second to produce the chemical that the brain's going to create or the body's going to create. And by the way, emotional chemicals are released through the body. This is one of the most important aspects if you can grasp onto tonight. Emotions are really more a body release where feelings are thought-based. Feeling, I'm angry at something, I'm angry at someone, I'm depressed at someone, I'm depressed at something. These are feelings, there's thought Base. There's reasons for it. We're an emotion. It happens automatically. An elephant sees another elephant pass away. There are feelings that are automatically built in for sadness. But then you could be angry at what caused it to die, and that would be a feeling, not an emotion. 99.99% while most other modalities out there are trying to help people don't work because they have it wrong. They're not even looking at the difference between feelings and emotions. Emotions are physical; they're instinctive. They've been programmed into our genes for years. They're complex and involve a variety of responses. When you're on your own feet and, and you're in the savannah and you're, you're on a uh, out in the wilderness, you see a lion. We might instantly get scared. Immediately, the blood flow increases. Facial expression, body positions automatically. There's nothing wrong with emotions. It kept us alive as a human species for, for a day or a bazillion years, depending on your beliefs. It also means that emotions are created by the limbic system. What this means is that emotions are irrational. Emotions have no reason, reasoning. They're illogical. And what's interesting is that emotions sit, the area of the brain that creates this sits right behind the neocortex. deals with conscious thought. One is completely an emotional response. We've heard about this. I'm so emotional, I can't think straight. Emotions are not designed to be rational, logical. It's amazing how quick we can get wrapped up into them not knowing. Where feelings These play out in our mind. They're thought-based only. They're colored by personal experiences, beliefs, memories, based on a particular situation. And what kind of feelings that people experience vary from person to person. It's kind of like asking, why is it that two people can go through the same or similar events and come out differently? One feels trapped. One feels lost. Hopeless, helpless. The other person's, eh, that was kind of a big event, but uh, hey, I got other things to go do. Now you're dealing with a whole completely different aspect of the mind. The logical, the rational. How am I handling things? Am I looking at, how do I want to feel during this? Do I choose to feel happy as about a human being, even though the situation is horrible? Or am I just melting into emotions, my irrational, illogical emotions? Let me tell you, some of the most irrational, illogical emotions is love. Nothing wrong with these things. It would help to know the difference. So as we're about to end this segment, let me say this. Learn to feel and embrace all of your emotions without labeling them. Work on expressing them in such a way that allows you to function and to be in the way that you choose to be. You are a powerful human being and conscious of this experience. And maybe the key is gaining greater insight into how we function and the many gifts we have through this spiritual, physical experience. (laughs) We'll be back right after this. Call cool now. Call cool now. Cool now. Call in now.
0: 888 429 5471 to speak to Papa Pooch. Hello? Hello. Hello. One, two, three, four. I need somebody. Help. Not just any.
1: If you're listening to our live show, what an amazing music selection we have this week. So if you're listening to this on our replay, you got to show up for the live event, man. It is just amazing some of the things we're able to play. And I think what I'd like to do with this particular segment is I, I want to give you some some tools, some examples. I want to be able to give you the ability of being able to refocus your mind in two minutes or less. <laughs> and I believe it's really an understanding of why we're able to do this. And most people have never been taught. They've never been taught how to have a quiet mind. How when they're trying to fall asleep at night, what happens? All these thoughts, all these beliefs, everything that's going on, they uh, they pay attention to it. They're trapped in this thought stream. I know what that's like. I was there for years. And over the years, I've picked up tricks. I'm using the word. I mean, tricks are for rabbits, right? But it's understanding the absolute gift that we have through this experience. Because one of the gifts not only is to have a thought, but it's also our ability to not have a thought. Our ability to have an emotional response and our ability not to have an emotional response. It's, It's no different than your hand. You can open and close it. These things are not built in such a way that you don't have any control over it. One of the ways to understand how to quiet the mind instantly it's through anticipation. I've I've worked with individuals that, that their entire life said, Oh, you can't quiet my mind. I've gone to this person that person I said, Yeah, but but when you understand how the mind functions and some of this has just been understood. I can appreciate everyone out there that's tried things and it didn't. But I can also appreciate that at one point we thought the earth was flat and we learned more. And if you're still working with old, outdated ideas and beliefs and experiences, put your seat and your tray table in the upright position because we are going for one heck of a ride. Anticipation puts the mind in a state that it is not projecting our ability to anticipate something. When I'm working with students, it's it's easy to uh, create this experience in person. I'll tell you about it here so then you can duplicate it. I will have a ball in my hand and I tell individuals on the count of three, I'm going to toss the ball up in the air. And I will say one, two, three, and I'm just about to move my hand upwards and I move it just a little bit because they're anticipating the ball going up. The mind stops whenever there is a new experience through anticipation or wonder and awe, which is why you can look at a sunset or a new baby or any set of circumstances or situations that you are in awe of, in wonder and anticipation. The mind stops. It's not projecting onto something. It can't figure out what's going to happen next. It's in a new set of circumstances. And so that that moment of anticipation, that almost tossing that ball up, getting ready, one, two, three, and I'm just moving my hand up, and they're anticipating it going up, and I'll stop. And I'll pause for about a second, and then I'll ask them, at this very moment, is there a thought in your head? 99.99% of the time, no. And in that instant, they understand that there is an ability. And if you can just experience that for a split second, now let's work on that to duplicate it a little more. Your heart is pounding out of your chest right now, but we don't pay attention to it. It's like the pressure of your shirt on your shoulders. Whatever happens a lot after a while becomes unconscious. We don't pay attention to it. And so by paying attention to the heartbeat, it's happening behind your eyes. And if you can stop for just a moment and just allow that sensation to come back again. And then notice that it's in your ankle, in your palms, your chest. An amazing thing happens. You'll realize that the heartbeat behind your eyes is off beat just a little, enough to notice from the beat when it reaches your foot. And by paying attention to the awareness of that, that only happens in the present moment, your mind is quiet. The direct experience of now quiets the mind. And it takes less than two minutes. Another one would be make a list of what you can control in a situation that might be causing you stress. Look at the things in the moment that you can control. You can control your thoughts, your emotions. I just showed you how. I can work with you more if you'd like. But we can also look at the things that I can't control. I can't control the traffic, but I can control how I handle the traffic. I can't control being late for an interview, but I can control how I express that to the person that I'm having an interview with. It's stopping a moment and actually seeing how we can refocus our mind or clear it in just less than two minutes. One of my favorite techniques is called mini meditation. You can do this for as long or as short as you like. This can be done anywhere, anytime, by anyone. Just close your eyes, and you don't have to if you don't want to. But just pay attention to the rise and fall of your chest as you breathe. On the exhale, say to yourself, I'm at peace. And on the inhale, just say, I am. I am on the inhale, and at peace on the exhale. And really, what it is, I'll give you the, the hint of it. Ever been around a baby that's crying you to give him shiny keys? What it really is is a redirect. What you are doing is you're taking your mind from focusing on what the issue or problem was and then focusing it on something else. The moment you switch focus, like changing the channel on your radio or TV, the moment you change the channel, you also change the chemicals that the brain's creating for the sensations and the experience that you're having. Another one is to be a curious explorer. Look around you with fresh eyes. Act as if (laughs) You just landed on this planet You know, I'm a spiritual being And I'm here to have a human experience Feel the air on your skin If you're eating or drinking something Notice the texture and temperature and taste and smell Actually have the experience of something The direct experience of what you're doing Not the mental dialogue about it But the actual experience one of my all time favorite is laughter. <laughs> it releases endorphins. These are feel good hormones. These hormones lead us to the feelings of euphoria, which aid in reducing our stress, decreasing pain. It is amazing of how some of our emotions allow the body to have healing chemicals, healing responses also the same that releases stress hormones that can kind of tear us apart worry doubt fear anxiety all the stress so go watch a funny video <laughs> i i love cat videos As a matter of fact i've adopted or i should say they've adopted me two cats my dog's spirit just adores these guys have a sense of humor You can laugh at it. You can live with it. These are wisdom teachings that have been around for a long time. And that's the ways we can handle that human experience better. But let me tell you, there's still the other desire, the other aspect of this. And if you can't find your heartbeat, you're not going to focus on your breath, if you refuse to find laughter, if you're Not changing the channel if you're not doing any of those things or can't. Then there's one surefire way. Stop. Stop your strategies, your manipulations, your ideas, your thoughts, your beliefs. Stop and see what is still here. Be the witness of the event. Be the witness of the thought. Be the witness, the observer of the emotion. Take the you out of it just momentarily. And just remember what it's like to experience it as opposed to being in it. Observe it. You'll find that uh, it'll go away all on its own. Thoughts and emotions and feelings all go away if you let them. We have to stop. And it's the greatest gift of all. (laughs) We'll be back right
0: after this. You're listening to the Life Wisdom Radio Network. We'll be right back after this.
1: It is so great to have you with us. I would kind of like to ask the two questions. And the two questions are this. What has helped you the most? What inspires and motivates you? What's hurt you the most? What holds you back or isolates you? We're all in this together. We might forget that sometimes. I'm hoping through the effort of our amazing team here, and whatever other things that you're doing to add value and stability and love and compassion in your life, I hope that they're helping you go from hurt to inspiration, from isolation to motivation. I have this wonderful, I'll call friend, four-legged, barks every once in a while. His name is Spirit. He was this amazing creature that I adopted, or he adopted me about 10 years ago. And after all he'd been through, he'd been shot, hit by a car, he constantly reminds me that it's not in our true nature, nor his to suffer, We've got to play an old memory, as opposed to experiencing the present moment. We have to future predict, scare ourselves with our own thoughts sometimes. I'm grateful for the time that we've shared together. Please go out into the world and have the greatest experience that you can have. It is your right. Until the next time we meet, I wish you love and compassion (laughs) till next time good night
0: as this week's episode comes to an end it's time to close the vault to the ancient wisdom library and start the barbecue grill and be grateful for the time we've shared together And as loyal listeners and fans of the Howling with Papa Pooch show, we'd like to offer you a free gift. On behalf of the tens of thousands of amazing people who have attended the Janiji Learning Center Online Wisdom Campus, please go to MyFreeGift. That's that's MyFree.Gift to receive a special present from Papa Pooch. Please join us next week for more life-changing wisdom, music, and more. And remember, you're only an insight away from making the discovery of a lifetime.